Sometimes we forget to record the beginnings. Oh. Isn't that true? Yeah. By the way, this is the first time you remembered this many in a row. Right? Of course, it's within five seconds of each other. So yeah, I'm sober. It's true. Mm-hmm. So, how do you start the show? <laughs> this is an explicit podcast. You must be 18 years older. 18 years or older I to listen. Your ass, didn't I your <laughs> You did. I'm Angie. I'm Jay. We're average swingers. Do we do that every time? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're a dork. Hi, uh, we're here talking to Jackie Melfi about her new book, Swingers Lifestyle. And uh, we're just going to ask a few questions and then let her take it from there. <laughs> yeah, lucky don't, me. <laughs> I don't do interviews very well. <laughs> All right, so um, Jackie, introduce yourself. Uh, well, Jackie Melfi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant outside of that. But <laughs> and uh, I've been involved in the lifestyle for a little over five years. Uh, I was introduced to the lifestyle by my husband, John, who owns Colette, mm-hmm. um, a chain, I think it's been called recently, of clubs that we have throughout New Orleans and Dallas and Houston now. So, yeah. All right. Well, half of your book, I read the first excerpt, and I read half the book because I got interrupted last night by some other people, so didn't get to finish it. But going through, you you started out with your kind of like um, a small tidbit about your history, like your growing up and your first couple of marriages and how you... Um, how you felt to be in, how you were trying to find your place. Yes. Uh, so maybe we could dive in a little bit on maybe your first couple marriages and how you felt then about lifestyle or did it even occur to you you were living a different type of lifestyle? Um, well, being, being raised, you know, right in the middle of the Bible Belt, mm-hmm. I had a very traditional upbringing. You know, I, I write in the book about how you know, we attended church three times a week. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, pretty conservative. And so, as far as swinging goes, I didn't even know there was such a thing. Right. I mean, I did, that would have never been introduced into my <laughs> teachings growing up right. whatsoever. So, for me, the way I was raised, you know, getting married and having family, mm-hmm. being a mom, that was kind of the pinnacle of a woman's that's, goal that's, in life that was still. Your, that, was, that was what was going to happen no yeah, matter what. Yeah, that was going to happen. Okay. So, you know, it was kind of like I, I went to college, but not really, in, in my mind, with the mindset of going, of anywhere. going into some kind of career. My right. career was going to be motherhood. So right. um, I got married right out of high school. Yeah. And, um, you know, just dove headfirst into that. And I enjoyed... You know, I enjoyed married life, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed being a mom, but there was this, there was this side of me as well that felt like, not that I was missing something, but for lack of a better word, it's almost kind of like what I felt like. Right. Like, gosh, there's got to be more. There's more. Uh, there, there's I feel more. like I'm missing, or maybe, maybe not missing something. Maybe you felt like you were hiding a part of yourself. And, yeah, not, and, and not even realizing that's what you were doing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was just something there that that felt like should be there, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Um, and we were married for almost 11 years, and then um, we divorced, and, you know, I jumped right into another marriage. Right, because, it, again, part of your upbringing was... That's that's where you were supposed to end up. That's what was going to happen. So if one doesn't work, you find another one that's going to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really take the time probably necessary, I think, to kind of find out who I was mm-hmm. and, and uh, what I wanted from life and what I had to offer. And and so I, I jumped, you know, right back into another marriage. And I was married for almost 18 years that time that time um did you open up a bit of yourself in the second marriage than more than you had in the first marriage I mean did did anything change for you 
yeah, from abso- one to the other? Absolutely. Because okay. even though, you know, like with my first marriage, even though, um, you know, I had... I had done the necking and I yeah. had, and I actually, my first husband and I, we'd had sex before marriage, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I justified it in my mind because we were, we were engaged. going to get married. Yeah. yeah okay. we, you know, so it was like, I was making it okay in my mind, but with the way I was raised, that was really a taboo. You just, you don't do that. Right. And, uh, so with, with some age and getting into my second marriage, I was introduced to a little more of a relaxed view of myself, mm-hmm. um, and that that really helped. I think it it helped me get in touch with the sexual side of yeah. me that I didn't realize was missing in my first one until mm-hmm. I got into my second marriage, right. and so that that was really empowering. Okay, you know, to be able yeah. to kind of get in touch with that side yes. of me. That I had always thought was there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you know, it's almost like I didn't even know it was there. Right. Um, you know, when you think about it, when you're at least for me, when I was raised, who who were my examples? My parents, my grandparents. You know, I I grew up with a pretty close knit family, mm-hmm. so I was seeing these marriages that were already at a long term status. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a comfortableness there in those relationships. I really didn't see a lot of interaction you know between my parents or my grandparents you know they were just married I didn't really understand the dynamics of marriage it was almost they just lived together it was almost like I was so naive (laughs) Uh I was like I'm just gonna get married I'm gonna have kids and I'm gonna have this house and we're all gonna be happy yeah it's like the sex (laughs) part of it even though I knew sex was part of marriage right we never I'd never really talked about it right you know so that was almost a shock yeah I mean my first marriage, I'm kind of regressing. That's okay. In my first marriage, when we went on our honeymoon mm-hmm. and I woke up yeah. in the bed, it was the first time I'd ever slept with anybody yeah. in a bed, waking up the next day. I mean, I... Literally really, sleeping with somebody, not Literally just sleeping okay. with somebody. Yes. It was really kind of surreal to me and bizarre yeah. and terrifying. I imagine. <laughs> so... So yeah, by the time I got into my second marriage, it was I had a little different view of who I of who I was. Okay, so um, meeting John after your second was it after the second one or yeah. midway? Okay, yeah, just making sure I, I got part of that right. So we can edit anything. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> he's already gonna edit half of this anyway. Like, Angie, you suck at interviews. That's what I'm gonna get no, out of this. You're doing good. <laughs> But I had a whole list in my head that I was going to work out, and then we got interrupted last night, so it's all good. But anyways, um, so meeting John, you you didn't jump into the third marriage, right? No, you, no. You, I took, had, you took a little time for you after the second one. I did. And was that hard? Yes. Because <laughs> I can't imagine having to try to figure out on my own, because we've been married so long, figuring out who I am as we've done it together. Right. So I can't imagine being alone and having to try to figure out who I am so I don't do, you know, make a third mistake or, you know, do something again that is against what I was, I grew up to be. You know, I, I was right. growing up to get married and have family. Well, now I'm done with the second one. What's going on? Okay. Right. So, you know, I, I go, I go through the, the, <laughs> the end of my second marriage and by that point you know again growing up traditionally based mm-hmm. I was just so disappointed with myself right you know I think there's there's a lot of shame that can be wrapped around traditional marriage mm-hmm. that can be carried with you know especially when you divorce and especially if you divorce more than once I mean oh my yes. gosh you yes know, there's you, it's what's wrong with you versus what's wrong with them yeah so you know <laughs> I I carried around a, a lot of guilt and a lot of shame mm-hmm. over, you know, what I'm perceiving as these horribly failed relationships, mm-hmm. you know, the, the common denominator and it is me. Right. So, you know, what's wrong with me? You know, there was that, that whole deal. And, you know, I started to do, I started to do exactly what my MO had been, which is to jump right into another relationship. Mm-hmm. 
and and I did for several months, mm-hmm. and uh, it became apparent that I was to me that I was doing this again. You were and I repeating. was like, no, this isn't going to happen. Right. So I really I kind of got back to my roots. You know, um, at the time I still had my youngest daughter with me. She was in high school, and so. You know, I just, I kind of pooled my money and we got a little place and I, I got a job. And for the very first time, and it's going to probably, it's okay. You know, at 48, mm-hmm. I was by myself and it was, I didn't have to check in with anybody. I no. didn't have to, gosh, if I wanted to leave all the lights on in the house, you could. I could. <laughs> You if know, you wanted to go out for coffee at 3 a.m., you could go. Yes, if I wanted to <laughs> yes. go out on a date, I could. If I yes. didn't, I, you know, right. I could. I could, you know, it was, it was, I was really depending on myself. And, uh, you know, I'm obviously, it's obviously still kind of fresh. Because yes. it still creates a lot of emotion in me. But. But that's okay, because you you figured out you can be an emotional person, and there's nothing wrong with it. Well, and, you know, the other thing was being by myself Mm -hmm. really forced me to get real with myself. Right. You know those times when you're you're up against a situation, Mm -hmm. and then you come up against that situation Again. again and again, and then you're just, you're like, gosh, I don't know why this keeps happening. I finally got quiet enough to where that other voice said, yeah, you do. Yeah. You know exactly why yes. this is happening. Yes. You just don't want to admit it. Yes. So that's that's where I got myself to. Yeah. Where I was quiet enough to listen to those, those other voices. voices. <laughs> so I, you know, I let myself get in the corner, cry it out, uh-huh. get real. Um, I kept a diary. Mm-hmm. And really chronicled that journey mm-hmm. and um, let myself go through that growth. Right. You know, to really walk through my fears, walk through the pain, to get okay with the second divorce, mm-hmm. um, to climb out of some of that shame right. that I think um, is more often than not self-imposed right. for, for whatever reason. Right. And just uh, worked on getting getting myself to a point where I would attract mm-hmm. what it was that uh, that I was wanting. Right. And I think the only way that you can do that is when you get yourself in a place and where, we had you, that discussion where you earlier. can have that attraction. You had to find you before yeah. and make you happy before you yeah. can make somebody else happy. Right, and I think, you know, it, it became apparent when John and I got connected that mm-hmm. I must have, have reached that level. Yeah. And so... But that's a good thing. It absolutely is. And I would encourage anybody. Yes. <laughs> Swinging isn't for everybody. But finding yourself and finding that happy spot and that, and that, and that moment that you can just be yourself is what you're looking for. It, whether it's swinging, being monogamous, whether it's, it's you know, being single. You know, even if, even if you as a person decided, you know, I, I just, I, I don't see me with another person for the rest of my life, you're okay with that. That's that's a liberating experience too, being okay with being single. You know, it's not it's not necessarily um, you have to be with somebody else. So I think I think that I think a lot of people miss that. Um, I think so too. I think they miss that because they feel like they again of their upbringing, the way they were brought up that they have to be with somebody else. Right. And some people you have to be with opposite gender. <laughs> Some people you do not. So I mean, it's it's what I think it's whatever it is that works for you. I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right. So you met John a few years ago, a few years back, like five years. No, well, it's been longer than that, right? Yeah, it was in 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I had I had kind of nestled myself into the single life, mm-hmm. and uh, I was really enjoying that, and uh, I had kind of started to dip my foot back into you know allowing myself to to see what was out there Mm -hmm. but coming at it from a different direction instead of a feeling as though it was a a need that I had it was it was coming more from a want kind of thing and uh, John and I had actually gone to high school together we were getting ready for high school reunion so a lot of classmates had reconnected (laughs) on Facebook and he was he was one that um 
I happen to be friends with in that in that whole scenario and he had posted a picture on his Facebook page mm-hmm. and I commented on it yeah and then he responded then the next thing you know he was calling me and then yeah. we started talking and then the the relationship blossomed from there swinging still was not even anything in my vocabulary mm-hmm. I had heard about swinging um there happened to be a couple that was in our community mm-hmm. that I had heard kind of through the grapevine they were swingers but <laughs> I didn't you know again I didn't know what that was and what little I did know I I felt sorry for them right you know because you didn't maybe you didn't know no better well I, I thought you know they must not really love each other oh. you know that uh there must be something missing from their relationship mm-hmm. you know that those poor people they're those poor swingers they just, <laughs> <you know. laughs> we can laugh about it now but right <laughs> but you know you probably had a, a true empathy for them because you're like trying to well what's, I, did. I feel it's bad like, for yeah, them <laughs> that they couldn't you know that they just couldn't find that one other person that they could you know, really open up to, and have, I mean, it's just so ridiculous when I think about that was actually yeah. my train of thought. So then it was really interesting when when I would reconnect with John. And, yeah. You know, we started talking about, well, what do you do? Oh, well, you know, I'm in banking. What do you do? Well, I I own clubs. Oh, that's kind of cool. What kind yeah. of clubs? You know, swingers clubs. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> You're aiding those 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 people who are so sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna have to research this. <laughs> So you dug a little deeper and figured out that it's not what you originally thought it was. Yeah, not not even remotely. <laughs> you know, because that was the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, here was this guy that wasn't, he wasn't fitting my definition of what a swinger was. You right. know, he was supposed to be this kind of cad. You know, it doesn't really care. He's just all self-motivated and he's got <laughs> his, you know, shirt unbuttoned to his navel and, and gold <laughs> chains should. and... <laughs> You know, I, that comes later, but no. <laughs> you know, so he was this great guy. Right. You know, he just seemed really centered and loving. And and I thought, okay, so wait a second. He, you know, he's either an anomaly, yeah. you know, or there's something to the swinging. So I did some research and and uh, then actually visited one of his clubs. And yeah. I was embarrassed, and I think I've said this before, I was actually kind of embarrassed when, when I got into the club and realized these are... Like really normal, great, awesome people, and here I had been this whole time thinking that it was something different. Yeah. So. So you experienced your first club with John. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. But you've experienced multiple clubs since then, and you've seen different aspects of people and relationships. I would like to think, um, in the in the five years that I've been introduced to it, that I have seen, you know. A wide range of relationships and and everything that that encompasses because um, it it, it really it really has that's amazing yeah so being so being now you're open-minded you've we've went through this I'm closed-minded I'm gonna grow up I'm gonna get married have kids and that's what I'm gonna do with my life now you're in an open-minded relationship and um, you want to share that with people so you guys started your blog right we did, and it, you know, it was a and result that, of, of how I was yes, raised. Yes, yes. You know, because I realized, I was like, now hang on a second. Mm-hmm. This, there's something to this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. This is really empowering for me as a woman. Mm-hmm. It's letting me embrace my sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, and not just so much letting me, but it's, it, it's creating a lot of affirmation about it. Right. Um, and not, you know, people always want to take swinging down to this sex level. Right. And yes... Sex is part of swinging, or can be. It can be, but it's it's not that um, you know it's it's not that that graphic Mm-mm. kind of orgy mentality that most people want to put like the seventies shows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. This you know this isn't about oh yeah you know you go girl get out there and have sex. It's about isn't this amazing right. that you can embrace who you are mm-hmm. you know everybody gets to embrace who they are right and and come at sex from a natural standpoint right of, like this is part of how we're designed just right. 
naturally. Yes. So why can't we approach it from that standpoint? And why can't we expand upon what we feel is already, you've you've now found, now you want to expand on it. So you want to make sure other people are not maybe as ignorant as you were when you started. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, that was the other thing I thought. I can't be the only person out here that has been naive about what swinging is and, and probably has a ton of questions Mm -hmm. about how does it work can I really do this and and again you know coming from a woman's standpoint the shame around being sexual and whatnot and the whole option of being able to not have to carry that around you know I can put that down the Mm -hmm. guilt and shame and Mm -hmm. and not just for myself but even I think sometimes other women Mm -hmm. you know we can we can really be pivotal in shaming each other yes and I think a lot of times that comes from a lack of knowledge. And if you're only raised to view your sexuality from one vantage point, when you're introduced to it from another vantage point and you realize that you're okay, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said earlier, it's like, I'm okay. I I can be okay and do this. Yes. I think that's really powerful. So that was part of my, that was part of my goal was to how can I share this experience with people? Awesome. So then you decided a book was the next. Or did you guys get a lot of questions, I'm assuming, from your open love? And that's where these come from? Or did these come from personal people that you have that you have met? I mean, did someone walk up to you and say, hey, I've got, I got questions for you. How do you deal with this, this, and this? Or did you, all of these from the blog, the questions in your book? The questions in the book mm-hmm. are all from the blog. Okay. You know, once that thing really got up and running mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, we started doing the videos and the written blogs. Mm-hmm. We realized that we had really kind of captured an audience mm-hmm. of, of people that were truly curious as to how they can use uh, the, the swinging relationship model mm-hmm. to, to benefit them in their relationship. Right. You know, uh, they already had a strong base. You know, they loved each other, there was no doubt, and, you know, this seemed like a much more natural response Mm -hmm. or progression of the relationship. And so that's what we started noticing. We would start getting these emails, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we just, we started getting more and more and more, and pretty soon I realized that uh, there was a sizable amount. Right. And they were such interesting questions Mm -hmm. and they were all so different and varied um they may be almost personal oh a lot of (laughs) a lot of them were you know that's the other thing about swinging is it creates such a an open communication Mm -hmm. that's such a strong point in the swinging Mm -hmm. that it carries over to everything so you know once you're once you have that foot in the door of honest communication it just spills out into everything else and you know so it was really great to get these people saying Hey, I've got this issue, and and you know, what do you think? Right. What is your yeah. suggestion? Yeah. What do you know? What worked for you? And How so, would you handle this situation? Right. And I think they were asking simply because you had already put yourself out there to be asked. Yeah. With the blog. Well, and it, again, I think that's with any with any of us that are in the lifestyle that have decided to to step outside of the mm-hmm. line. Um, we become that go-to person, just like yeah. with, with you and Jay and, and yeah. your podcast. Yes. I mean, you say stuff that people are like, oh, thankfully somebody <laughs> said something. Yes. Now I can ask and not feel yes. weird or Weird whatever. about it. And it's okay to ask. And I'm not going to say there are not stupid questions because there are stupid questions. <laughs> and not because um, of ignorance. I think that some people get swinging confused with an idea that they have. So, I know that you touched on three points that I really, really, really liked, and that's one of the, the one of the three things that uh, one of the things that we talk about all the time is there's three aspects to swinging, three aspects to your life, um, your marriage, your you as a person, and it's communication, honesty, and trust, and those three things. If you have those in any relationship whether you're swinging or you're not or you're or you just have a group of friends that you you rely on those three things and I think people forget that when they're not if they're not swinging they think well they don't trust each other 
or they don't do this. Well, us as a swinging community, we think that they don't have enough communication in their marriage. You know, sometimes right. it's, I mean, I think there's a little bit of offset, but those three things, I think, touch touch everybody, whether your sexual orientation or your lifestyle. And I liked that because you touched on those three points often and it can't be said enough because that's one of the biggest things when we give advice um, is to talk. You have to talk. Even that deep, guttural emotion that you don't want anybody to know, you don't want anybody to, even your spouse. I mean, you've been, we've been married almost 24 years, and there are times when you're like, I, don't, I, can't, I can't tell him. I can't tell him. It's, I just can't do it. And then you have to break down and get to that point where you're both sitting there crying, and you finally open up, and he's like, that's all I wanted you to do. That's all I need you to tell me. And how did it get to this point, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes it gets down to that break it down break it down as low as you can get it to build it back up yeah you know I mean I don't think I don't think our feet I don't think we ever get to a point where at some level we're not going to have some kind of a fear of something whether you've been married for five years or 24 years you're still going to come up against something that's going to create a fear in you absolutely but again you know the trust the communication the honesty you know I'll tell you right now you'll you'll never be able to have a successful swinging relationship open relationship Mm -hmm. poly relationship you know any relationship Mm -hmm. if you don't have those things exactly and and like you said i think that gets missed with swinging because the sex part of the swinging is forefront for everybody is forefront for everybody then they you know you don't realize i know i didn't that those other things have to be there in order to be able to even pull this off yes i mean when you think about it you and your partner are going to be having sex with other people or or you may just be in an open open uh how do i how do i explain this you may just be in an environment to be open with it not necessarily having the sex but you can't like freak out you have to have this yeah you can you can say yeah. that person's hot yes. or you know whatever yes. with the, you can you can talk to the right. opposite sex without right. your partner getting all right. bent out of shape right. and you know we don't we tend to not want to focus on Mm -hmm. that aspect of what's going on yes so that's that's a little hard all right so you had a lot of questions in your book and like I said I didn't get to all of it I want to get to what was your favorite part of this not not the writing part but what one detail in here or piece of advice you gave or a question that was asked was the one thing that you're probably the most proud of do you need a minute to think about it? You mean like something specific or just in general? And so like when you're writing this, you know, like I really, that this is, this was the question that got me to write this book. Maybe that's where I'm looking for. Oh, you, uh, you know, it's really, it's really interesting. There's, there's <laughs> one, there was one letter or email that I got that, and I'm not even really sure why it stands out in my mind. But it was probably because I struggled with it the most to mm-hmm. answer it. It was about a couple that um, they had met another couple, mm-hmm. you know. So there's this, there's a foursome, yes. you know, and so they have a great time together, and uh, everything's great. And then they go back to their, you know, they, I think they spent a weekend together or something, okay. you know, kind of a vacation. And everybody hit it off. It was just, it was just wonderful, and. The woman that wrote in, she uh, she really liked this other this other guy, and so they kind of carried on a conversation together, and, mm-hmm. and they would go out. and Her husband was really encouraging of it, and she was actually kind of grappling with some of the issues of it, you know, because she's like, "I love my husband, but yet I kind of I'm finding that I'm having feelings for this other guy, you mm-hmm. know." And so I'm I'm trying to come to grips with that, you know, wrap my own head around it being okay that I feel like that. Yes. But what what ended up happening through the course of the letter is she reveals to me that she's seeing this other man, but the other man's wife isn't really privy to what's going, to on. What's going on. And I can't remember now specifically uh, their living arrangements. Like It seems like maybe she works someplace else during the week or something. Yeah. So, but anyway, so she was asking, 
you know, what do I do about this? Mm-hmm. You know, because now I'm essentially seeing this guy, but this guy's wife doesn't know that we're seeing each other. Right. And so I remember that being, uh, you know, pointing out and reminding her the honesty aspect mm-hmm. of swinging and how important that is and how, you know, where she grapples with this and how uh, supportive her husband is in this and the compersion that comes from him mm-hmm. and the peace it brings her right. and that how she's not affording this other wife the opportunity to have those same kind of feelings. Yes. So, you know, sometimes our fears will get in the way and so we'll we'll get down a path and mm-hmm. we'll realize that maybe this isn't the path we want to go down. Right. But we can't figure out how to back up and, right. and how, do, how do we it. how do we go backwards? How, how do we put it I, in reverse? Yes. How can <laughs> I I'm I'm kind of down this road but I'm not I'm not feeling like this is the right path. So right. so how can I back up? And, and I actually read that one and I was that was the one I was thinking of but I just wanted to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Oddly enough, you know, and it, it was the one that caught my attention most because it wasn't it, it was one question but it had so many layers yeah. in that question that it, I think it would have taken a whole book just to answer in, in a positive way right. that question. Right. So, and I was, and when I was reading it um, yesterday, I was like, okay, you know, there are so many times when, when, I don't know about men, but women get worried about their emotions taking over do I have to feel something for this person do I have to um do I have to have a a love connection of some sorts and and if I if it happens you know how do I deal with it you know or you know what level of emotion do I cut it off you know so I think I think that I think that was my next question is at what point do you can you say, okay, I really, we're really enjoying this couple and there's a little bit of an emotional com- connection, not necessarily just friendship or just sex. It's like deep down. At what, at what point do you think of not cutting it off, but where, what's the ceiling that you would reach to realize, okay, that we need to change something? You know, this, is, this has been the other really interesting tra- transition um, and path that John and I have, have traveled down. You know, the more research that I do on swinging or open relationships or poly relationships, mm-hmm. you know, anything that's going to be outside of that traditional monogamous platform, anything that has to do with consensual non-monogamy, the more I've come to realize that having an emotional attachment, mm-hmm. which is what I think we're talking about right. here, is really going to be impossible. Right. Because really, when you think about it, when you have, when you have sex with somebody, mm-hmm. there, there's a, a form of bonding. There's a form of empathy. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of different things that take place, e- even if it's just surface, surface sex. Right. Um, you know, most of the time after you have sex, you're not going to think about you know, committing some violent crime, you just want to lay back and, I don't know, eat some french fries or go to sleep. Or t- <laughs> you know, I mean, you're just like, hey, this is great. You know, I feel right. awesome. Right. You know, it's, that's that place that that takes you to. And for me, getting past that fear of emotional attachment, mm-hmm. which I think, again, is something that we're raised to believe is only possible with one other person. Right. That if you start to have it with somebody else, that means that there's something lacking in the one your you primary relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, if I really like this guy, then, oh, you know, it's going to take away from right. here. But in actuality, I'm finding the opposite starts to happen. Right. Because the more free you can be to just have whatever feeling that you have. Mm-hmm. Like, I have an, an emotional attachment to you. Mm-hmm. I have an, an emotional attachment to Jay. I mean, I can honestly say I really care about Jay and what happens to him. I don't think you feel threatened by that. No. Nope. Now, does that mean I want to live with Jay and marry Jay? <laughs> you don't want to live with no, Jay. No, I <laughs> You absolutely do not. But I can have an emotional attachment to him right? without f- feeling as though I want to have the same type of relationship with him right. that I do with John. Right. 
but I'm a I am afforded that opportunity to have that relationship with Jay, one, by John, and two, mm-hmm. by you. Right. Um, and I think that gets lost as well. Right. Oh, you know, I can't, I can't, I'm I can't already, like this I'm other person. I'm getting a little so attached. I have to, you know, so, we, so yeah. our fear comes up, we start to pull back, yeah. and I, that right there is the point when I think we lose honesty. Okay. And as soon as we lose honesty, that's when you start having issues that's when you start having control that's when boundaries get really rigid that's when people start freaking out about who are you talking to let me see your phone who are you texting right. we don't you know we don't do this apart or the that jealousy apart. pops up <laughs> i mean we talked just the other night to a woman that she was like oh i don't get i don't get jealous i'm not a jealous person at all and so we're like oh so do you guys play a part oh no and i'm thinking okay do you, you don't even see that we don't even see the connection, mm-hmm. you know, um, right. because, you know, with her, the reason I bring her, her as an example up is because she does have jealousy. Right. She just doesn't want to talk about it and or she, she wants to call it something it. Yes. different. Yes. She wants to, you know, so. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Fergus, I want you guys to answer a question. Hi, John. Hi, John. No, I'm not. Oh. Oh. John, John, say hi. (laughs) Hi, Angie. (laughs) Hi, Jay. Hi, Jack. Hi, honey. How's the interview going? It's going great. (laughs) Angie sucks in interviews. No, she doesn't. (laughs) She just gets really nervous. She's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of right there. She gets really nervous. All right. All right. We had this question somebody asked us, and uh, I wanted you guys, I want to... Do you want me to read it? I'm, well, I'm not going to fix it. I'm just going to read it the way she wrote it when she sent it to us. Okay. And I, I want your take on it. Okay. I already answered her. Oh, okay. It's been a while back, but I want your guys' take on it. Okay. It says, I connected with someone who explained that he had been in the lifestyle for years with his wife, but who is playing alone now with permission and full disclosure because she has a heart condition and has ended up in the hospital the last three times they tried to play together. She wants him to be able to experience the touch of a woman. Before I knew that part, I sent this text. I like to leave things better than I found them. I've never betrayed anyone or anyone involved with anyone. And so I would feel more comfortable with these desires if I could have personal confirmation from your wife that it's okay with her. I hope that's not too much to ask of her. Okay. He explained that his wife doesn't mind that he plays but that she doesn't want to be involved or to hear the details. He said she doesn't get he, she, he said he doesn't get to play much. And her question now is, I'm not sure what to do about this. I suppose if he wanted to, he could fool around he could fool me with a text or a kick message with a friend or an invented account, and I would be none the wiser. Our interactions today felt very sincere and authentic, and I hate to cause this couple any grief by insisting that his ailing wife assure me that it's okay with her but it really is important to me not to be involved in an affair and it seems that confirming permission is the best way to ensure that i would really like to play with this person and he seems very taken with me but i'm not sure what to do maybe my uncertainty is my answer and i should just let this go and go pick up from the stc fishbowl again maybe i shouldn't have said that that's good stop it <laughs> Did you understand the basis of what she's asking? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. What, what do you what? What do you? What take, would you tell yeah. her? My my short take on it is she should go with her heart, and if she's not feeling comfortable playing with him because she has, she's not sure if he's being honest or not, then she probably should go with her heart and move on. If that mm-hmm. if honesty is important to her, mm-hmm. and it sounds like it is. Mm. Yeah, that that would be my answer. I think anytime we start to second guess ourselves or uh, to let someone else's opinion of a situation dominate our own mm-hmm. take on it. Um, we're, not, we're never going to feel as confident about what we're doing when we let that happen. So I would have said the exact same thing. You know, she's already got a doubt about it, so I think she should run with that. Yeah, I, I, uh, she's a very new uh, single girl. I'll, that's how we started talking. But yeah, that was that was. I was just wondering about your opinions because it was that's pretty much respond? the exact. My re- reply <laughs> to her was, "All right, if you don't feel easy about this, you're not comfortable with it. Don't do it because you're going to beat yourself up about it." That's right. I said, "But if you really like him and you do want to do it, then 
keep a little bit of the messages in case something does come back. You can say, hey, he, I asked him about this. He told me this. I believed him. And, and you do trust him because I could see how if, this, if everything he said was true, I could see how a lot of people wouldn't play with him because they'd feel uneven, uneasy about it and everything. And if he can't have sex with his wife because of the condition and he isn't getting sex anywhere else, he could eventually end up leaving his wife or doing something else because he needs to be able to have some kind of a release. You know what I mean? So I'm like, so if you feel okay about it, maybe just tell yourself you're helping their relationship, helping them stay together because he can get this from her, the sex part, and then go back and be there for his wife and the loving and everything. I went, but if you can't convince yourself that's what's really going on, then don't do it because don't beat yourself up about this forever. I can't remember at the beginning of it had that couple both been had they been in the lifestyle? Yes. They had. They okay, had so to me right there that to me right there is both of those people understand how the lifestyle works. Right. And so even though she may not want to be the wife may not want to be involved per his story, mm-hmm. she would understand the importance of the honesty aspect. Right. Mm-hmm. And even if she's not feeling up to it, she would understand that a woman would, would want to come to her and say, "Hey, Absolutely. John, you know, John's had several dates that the women, they want to meet me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, I may not have any desire to engage in the playtime, mm-hmm. but I really respect those women that have have stood firm in their, yes. no. Yes, I, I, don't I want to be meet part her. of that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And uh, those women and I have ended up being great friends. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's another aspect, too, is that that wife mm-hmm. could end up with some great friends as well. Yeah, and, and maybe some somebody to help her deal with the, exactly. what she's going through on her part of it. Right. Because if she is and she has told him and then it's all a true story, then now she doesn't know how to feel as a person because she can't have that interaction. And yeah. she doesn't know. She's just like hiding in herself, you know, because she doesn't know how anybody could deal with that and understand what she's letting her husband do. Right. So there, I think there's many aspects to that. Now, my, my complete personal opinion is he's full of shit. He's probably cheating on his wife. <laughs> That's my personal opinion. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it could be. It's, it could be. Yeah. But I don't, I'm with you guys. I don't think it's probable. I think I it's probably it's probable. Yeah. Dis, dishonest. My, uh, that's why, but I tried to play, I tried to take my own personal thing out of it. I tried to play the uh, devil's advocate or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Be like, if all this is true, you could be saving the relationship. So if you really want to do it and you can tell yourself that and believe that and let it go at that, then go have fun. Who cares? He's probably going to find... The other part of this is he didn't have to tell as much as he did if it wasn't true. Well, here's the other thing, and you bring up a really good point, and I think this is another thing that's really vital to remember, and not, not just in the swinging lifestyle, but just life in general is to take responsibility mm-hmm. for the decisions that you make. Like mm-hmm. you said, if you're okay with making that decision and oh, moving yes. forward, then you got to own it. Mm-hmm. It's not anybody else's fault. This will be something that you can say at the end of the day, whatever the outcome, you can own it. Yes. That's and some- if you can't, yeah. That's something I told our kids ever since they were a little. Just take responsibility for your actions. Right. If, you're, if you didn't exactly cause the problem, but what you did led up to it, then take responsibility for it regardless. Like if their kids came, if their friends came over to our house and one of their friends broke something, my children got in trouble for it. And they're like going, but I didn't do it. Doesn't but matter. They're here because of you. You invited them into our home. They broke it. It's your responsibility. Yes. Just accept it. You should accept more responsibility than less. You know what I mean? So yeah. even if it isn't we're, we're truly like your that. fault, just go ahead and take responsibility <laughs> for it. Learn from it and then go on. Don't, yeah. Don't just tr- constantly try to blame all your problems on somebody else because you're never going to grow as a person. It's just, yeah. I do have a question that was thrown out, and this is um, this is a, a thing that is is often it happens a lot, and it's been brought up to us as questions. I'm sure it's brought, up, and it may be in your book. I just didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of the things is is that women. Women, couples go to play or a woman goes out on a date or however it works out and the gentleman has an issue performing. So many women take it personal. They feel like it's 
it's their fault. They didn't do enough. They weren't sexy enough. They they weren't, you know, maybe aggressive enough to, you know, as the turn on part. And I, I and we we see that a lot. And and it's how do you deal with this? How do you how do you um, how do you get around it? How do you get over it? And if it happens multiple times, is it truly just you? So I guess my question is is how is it how is it that you would deal with that if you were having that issue multiple times um well the 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 times that that has happened Mm -hmm. and it's and we've been in a play situation where it's been john and i and another couple Mm -hmm. we just revert back to our primary partner right and um the times i've been in situations where i've been with a, a man and for whatever reason he's unable to then we just stop and we do something else. Right, but so <laughs> yeah. you don't take it as an emotional no. letdown. So how would you deal with those women that do? They, they have that little bit of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, they just take it as personal. Like, I'm not enough. I'm not pretty Yeah, we've enough. talked to couples this, like yeah. that where the and woman has had that experience before and they start to, it's happened multiple times, so they really start to think it's them. Insecurities, I think, is what I'm, the word I was looking for. Yeah, and... And, I mean, we try and reassure them that it's, I mean, it's probably not them. Right. I mean, if someone has the desire to be with them from the surface, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, then it, it's probably something else that's causing it. Right. And it's very, it's very common in the swinger lifestyle. It actually um, is. There wasn't, it wasn't long ago, Jack and I were with a couple, and he was having a really difficult time. And it was causing me then, oh, she's not having a good time, so then I'm having a difficult time, you know, with <laughs> yeah. with the with his wife. Right. And it just kind of snowballed. And so we just kind of swapped back and 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 then got things going. Then we went, you know, and then yeah, we swapped and, again. Yeah, so, swapped again. But, it, you know, I know it didn't have anything to do with Jackie because he was really attracted to her. Right. And, you know, I was really attracted to his wife, but there was something else going on that was causing me to be distracted. It kind of sucks. We really have to be... Focus. <laughs> Maybe when I was 15, it wasn't the same way, but where I am today, man, I have to really be focused on what's going on. Yes. And, uh, and once again, I'd like to apologize for that, Jackie. It wasn't you. I just had trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You'd already, you've already had sex four times that day, and you just couldn't get the fifth time. <laughs> the person that happens with the most to me, believe it or not, is Angie. I have trouble every now and then having sex with Angie if we're in a group situation. Oh, oh, I can see that too. Yeah. It, yeah, she's the one person. It, it, not that I don't like the other people we're having sex with, but she's the one person I really, really don't want to disappoint. So I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do a really good job for her. And <laughs> I oh, have trouble getting hard. And that's a great point. Sometimes <laughs> we do. We put a lot on ourselves to make sure we're going to please the other person. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that can cause the anxiety, so nothing yeah. happens. Right. And he's always said it's a mental issue for the guy, but on the on the woman's standpoint, a woman doesn't understand that it's a mental issue. They just feel like. It just keeps happening to them, so they. Don't, I think most of them are they're insecure in themselves, anyways. Mm. But maybe if they if they trust that they that they it's not them, I think when they get to that point, they'll be better. But we well, see that a lot in condoms too. Yes, condoms can. You got to practice. Yes, you have to <laughs> practice, and you. And I mean, I have to be really hard when I put the condom on, yes. or it's not going to work the same work. way. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a pretty common issue. Well, it's also, you're taking a brief second off from what you were doing to open, put it on and everything else. So it's, it's, that's why I say you got to practice. You got to practice putting it on so you get it on quicker and you got to practice with it on because all of a sudden you get a little tight around the base of the dick that you're not used to. So it's choking a little bit. And if you're like me, whenever you got a hard on, you're in school, you always just stuck it up and put your underwear over top of it to choke the life we, out of it. We were told yesterday you're the only one that has that problem. I don't know if anybody else ever does. <laughs> but I choked the life out of my dick with my underwear. That way it'll go down. So <laughs> Condoms was the exact same thing for me. It, it felt the pressure and my dick would start going, no, 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 no. Not now. Not, now I want you to stand. <laughs> Stick with me. Like, Come on, buddy. We can do this. <laughs> little pep talk. But I think that was it. I mean, that was the only question. Why you got to be a little pep talk? It's a big pep it's, talk. It's a little pep talk. Always a little pep talk. <laughs> All right, I think that was it. Do you guys have anything you want to throw out? Free advertisement. We'll mention your blog and how people can talk. Yeah, so, uh, you know, go to openlove101.com, and there you can find a link to purchase Jackie's book. You can purchase it in the printed, uh, soft, the, the paperback form, like 
uh, Angie has here, or you can also get it on Kindle, uh, The Nook on Barnes and Noble, and other places too. So definitely check it out. Awesome. Oh, I did want to mention real quick. Uh, I appreciate the fact that the last article, whoever did, didn't blur our faces out when they put the picture of us all naughty last year. Right. Oh, I know. Yeah, this time they didn't block out our faces. I, I'm actually excited about this. I was like going, oh, good, finally. so See? many texts and messages. You did? Really? Yes. Yeah, I'm like, like going. Hey, y'all are famous. <laughs> like, no, we're not. And they were like, that picture's a year old. They were like, we've never seen it before. Like, yeah, you did. It was there. You just, just didn't, didn't see it. our faces. <laughs> so, yeah, you're talking about the Daily Mail. Or the yeah. Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was excited. I'm like, oh, they didn't block us out this time. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they did the first time, and then they chose not to the second time, but everyone that they had pictures of with us this time, they were definitely out. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that if you didn't want to be out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys so much. Thank you for having us. Thanks. All right, well, there's the All right, you can find us on Twitter at Average Swingers. You can email us, averageswingers at yahoo.com. You can uh, go to our website, averageswingers.com, and sign up for Cassidy and get three months free, or SDC and get a month free. And give us a shot. Those are the only ones we really work with. And I got to thank beatsbyjc.com for intro and outro music. Remember, life is short. Party naked. <laughs> Do your goddamn self. All right. I mean, get the don't fucking eat me. There is no charge today. You start off and make her uh, sign the book for you. That's a good idea. There's no charge today. Why? For collects? No, yeah. no, there's no charge for the parking. I put the from a card. Oh. I said no charge for act for the July. No charge for parking. Oh, awesome. Oh, well, that's nice. She even had to bring her back up. <laughs> Your book. Yeah, because I Yeah, I brought mine. I had mine in my bag. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. That's okay. Look <laughs> through yours if I forget what I heard about. Usually you're the mouth in this relationship. <laughs> Can't you tell? All right. I don't know. Um, okay, so do I need to start the whole thing? Or are you going to no, do that later? We'll do it all later. Okay, so before we jump into questions, I know y'all are itching at the... Oh, I thought you wanted to jump in. My name is Daniel Stern. I'm the author of Swingland, Between the Sheets of the Secretive, Sometimes Messy, but Always Adventurous Swinging Lifestyle. Life is short, party naked.